Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a podcast exploring alternative lifestyles. On today's show, polyamory in the round. As it happens, tonight we're doing a polyamory roundtable. We have some really interesting people with us tonight that we've audio conferenced in. I'm going to go ahead and ask them to introduce themselves. We'll start with my, my co-host, Dawn. So, hi, I'm Dawn, so, um, and on the Poly Roundtable, been living Poly for about the last nine years now. Next. Well, this is Karen, and I um, co-facilitate a local polyamory support group and have been officially living Poly for about the last little over two years, but I suspect it's always been a part of my life, so... That's all I have to say about that. Well, welcome, Karen. Thank you. And this is Lindsay. Hello, everyone. I've Hi. been in a poly relationship, currently committed for the last year, for about a year, and a little bit before that and a little bit when I was in college, so in and out over time. And I'm Jerry, and I am in a relationship with Lindsay as well as my wife, uh, Corey. Uh, She's not on the call tonight, unfortunately. Um, But uh, we've been married for about eight, nine years, and uh, we've been open almost all of that time, but uh, only in the last year or so had a committed poly-type relationship. Okay, this is Maya from... uh Akron, the Akron area, and um, I'm just pleased to be with this group of people. Nice to have you with us, Maya. One of the things we're trying to do on Erotic World Weekly is get away from the theories, get away from the books and the discussions and the how we think it works, and get to the people that are actually living polyamory in their life. As Karen mentioned, she runs a fairly good-sized polyamory support group in the Midwest, and they have about 30 people every month that shows up. They're just branching out from a -a once-a-month discussion meeting to a lunch meeting as well as an occasional social holiday gather. Um, Jerry and Corey are in a polyamory relationship where they're not primaries to each other, but then we have to get into the words of what that means. Dawn, my wife, is... Um, polyamorous without a partner currently, and for myself, the reason. Uh, wait, wait, uh, how does how does that work? Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, and Karen is my girlfriend, and okay. she's been a polyamorous for about two years, and I'm kind of to blame for that. I kind of pulled her <laughs> into this, but uh, like she said, it's been something that sh- has been part of her for much longer than she's actively been living it. So as that is a, you know, this is a great background of people that we've got to discuss this with. And the first thing I'm just going to throw out there to any of you guys is, um, you know, what is, that, what is it that made you go from, I mean, all of us were grazed with the idea that a monogamous boy-girl wedding relationship is the way to go. Why did you take that plunge? Why did you decide maybe that's not what works for you? I'll go first. I, w- I was uh, married for quite a while to another woman who passed, and uh, during that, that marriage, I knew all along 
that I'm, I and I think I probably knew sooner earlier than that that I by nature I'm not a poly or a monogamous person. Um, I settled for or turned into a monogamous person because that's what was expected of of from society and everybody around me and you know um, I I don't believe in cheating and I thought that was wrong but I you know it still you know it it, it wasn't easy and. I think uh, when I went out again and was single again, it changed, and I, I wasn't looking for the same things anymore. I wanted a uh, socially different uh, organization in my life so that I, I could feel comfortable, and I didn't know a lot about it. I didn't know anything about it at that time, but I knew I wasn't going to the, in the same direction as the last time, that I, I was going to do things different this time. That was okay. just what I was thinking. Yeah, I think a lot of us have started out with the, the usual monogamous relationship. I kind of uh, bailed out of a long marriage and um, kind of figured I wasn't really ready for a real re- relationship. If, if I guess I thought monogamous was, was the real thing. Um, and found it kind of practical to diversify. And that's what I called it for a long time, <laughs> is to be able to just enjoy the emotions without, I, you know, I don't know what I was sort of escaping from, but it, it just felt very liberating to not have to worry about jealousy and guilt and, I don't know, I mean, I'm still sort of floundering around, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'm honest with everyone I meet and, and it, it seems to work. Well, and so the piece of Karen, of my story that maybe not everyone knows is my husband and I have been married for almost 20 years, and we have been in a 17-year monogamous relationship before we looked at this, and um, I don't know that there was any one thing that made us jump into it. I know that in conversations, when we first heard the concept, learned about the concept, you know, at no point did we look at each other and say, wow, we could never do that. That's awful. I can't imagine people doing that. It was more of a, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> and um, I don't know, things just sort of happened from there, and we were both open to it. And had we not been, I don't know I don't know if it would have started or not, but I guess I feel fortunate in the fact that we were both open to it. Um and I don't know that I, I've looked at it from a standpoint of monogamy versus non-monogamy. This is what works for us in today's point in time. I don't know if 10 years from now it will. It didn't 10 years ago, but I think that we just hadn't even thought about the concept 10 years ago. So um, I was raised in a fairly liberal home. My parents were not typical um they were not at all conservative, so I don't know if part of that I've avoided a lot of the um, standard guilt that goes along with the moving from monogamy into non-monogamy. I deal with other things, but not the guilt issue. So, um, Guilt's another useless emotion. It is. <laughs> now, and this is Dawn. Um, I'm from a past relationship where... I had to break free and explore myself, and part of that was poly. I mean, I've always considered myself poly from 
back in high school and had friends that just didn't understand it. So, just you know, just the way I saw the relationships. So when Dan and I got together, you know, that was one of the things that was on the table is if we were going to try to explore that. And we talked about it before, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, I'm pretty sure we talked about that before we even moved in together. So that we were going to at least try different styles of relationships. So, and we've had our ups and downs and still working on some things and, you know, communicate, communicate, communicate. <laughs> honestly, honestly, honestly. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now, to Maya's question, do you have to be in some kind of relationship with, well, three or more people to consider yourself polyamorous? So, I would say no. No. No, I mean, I know. Oh, okay, so you're saying that Don is singly amorous with you right now. It, it sounded like you were saying you're married to her, but you're not in a relationship with her, and I was very confused when you said that. No, I mean, we're in a very deep relationship, but I don't That's have... That's what I thought. Another, <laughs> okay. I don't have a third at the moment. So, I mean, we've had triads before, and we've had other configurations, and but at the moment, okay. I'm, not, no, no. I'm not really in that configuration until... I find somebody else. Right. Okay. Well, I think no, that's that's perfectly clear. Yeah, because otherwise it's not really any different than somebody saying they're heterosexual but don't have a date on Saturday night. It's, you know, exactly. Because you don't have somebody in a position doesn't mean that you're not by nature in that regard. Right. So is it all about is it all about the sex? No, it's no. all about attitudes. I think I think it's it's an attitude and intent. Like I said, even even before, I think I was polyamorous and didn't know what it was. I, you know, I I, I I was always accused of being a terrible flirt. I never did anything about it, but I was always accused of being a terrible flirt. And it's just the way I get you along with people. <laughs> okay, I won't necessarily deny it. It's just one of those things, though. I, you know, I I think it was just uh, the way I I communicate with other people and and connect with them. And I think I was, like I said, I was always basically polyamorous. I just didn't know what the word meant then. And I couldn't, I, I made myself stay within the social standards of monogamy at, at the points in my life when it was required of me. But when I realized there was other ways to live, I I moved toward them. Uh, I think the key word there is connection. And one of the things that hit me after 25 years or 24 years of marriage was we'd actually had no connection. <laughs> And, and, you know, it's like this, this awakening, like, wait a minute, we're supposed to be deeply connected to each other, and we're not. And so I think it's possible for people to be zero amorous. That, that's my husband's case. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I agree. it's tragic. But I think there are a lot of people that are zero amorous. They've never connected. And I think for some people, it could be all about the sex. I think it's one of those, I read a really great quote recently that said the um, the shoe that fits one foot pinches another, that for me personally it's not. It's very much about intimate connections, and the sex is, you know, icing on the cake, but it's not about that. Um, but I think for some people it could be. So it, to me I think it's very difficult to say what it is all about for anyone other than me. Okay, so I have a question for everybody. We've been doing this for a while now, all of us a different number of years, but for a while. So do we still face jealousy? 
jealousy is a difficult word, in my opinion. There's always mm-hmm. going to be jealousies. There's jealousies not over uh, how much maybe you know love one has for another, but how much time one can spend with them, uh, how much uh, you know what's appropriate in public and stuff like that. And you can be jealous about a lot of different things, uh, but still not you know it, it, know that it's within you and, and have to deal with it. And, but jealousy exists no matter what. It's just how you handle it and recognize it that counts. And, and I think that jealousy is, it's difficult, and I, I will be the first to admit that I have issues with it sometimes, and it's not, jealousy sounds harsh, but um, in view that there's not another word to put in there that jealousy, I guess, fits, but I kind of try to look at it as, a, as an opportunity for me to examine why it is that I'm feeling jealous, or is it something that I need to discuss with my partners? Is there a need that I have that's not being met? Is there something little that they could do or that I should be doing? Should I be more vocal about something? I don't try to look at it as entirely a negative opportunity or a negative happenstance, but more as an opportunity for, I hope, growth. Nice. So what's the point? I mean, there's a lot of hard stuff that that comes through, and it's not all about, you know, about having a relationship at all is sometimes we're adding additional people to an existing relationship. So if someone was to say to you, well, you know, I've, I've been dealing with, you know, I've been trying to view myself as a polyamorous person, but I have to deal with the jealousy and all this other stuff and how people look at me from the outside. What's the big benefit for you? What do you guys get out of this? I'd have to say the more the more you love, the more you feel loved, and the more you share love, it more comes back to you kind of thing. I think it, it, it's related on that level where, you know, the more you can put out there, the more you get back. And yeah, it's not easy. It, 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 that's why, you know, people who talk to me and, and say, how do you do that? I say, well, you know, if you're having trouble with monogamy, polyamory is not probably the answer for you. It's, it's a lot more difficult, okay, in a lot of ways. You have to work a lot harder at it. But you know, it, the work is worth it if what you want to do is share more love and, and get more love. Well, I think, too, it's a, it's a matter of self-confidence and almost sort of like a form of self-actualization. The, you know, when you're younger, I mean, I remember being head over heels and just clingy <laughs> in relationships, and and now I I'm very comfortable with space, and I think that has a lot to do with your ability to have a healthy relationship with more than one person. And I I find it very enriching. I can honestly say that my life is um, it's just simply richer with the people in my life that I wouldn't necessarily have an opportunity to have in my life in the way that they are without um, the poly approach to it. It just opens up a whole other dynamic um, of different ways. Like, and you mentioned that, Karen, that you see a different side to people that you normally wouldn't be able to see if you weren't in a poly relationship with them. There's, it isn't easy by any means, but it's. But if you're willing to go the extra mile, it can be very, very uh-huh. worthwhile. Uh-huh. What else is important to relay to people? What are one of those, 
you know, we, we talk about a lot about the, the problems people come up with, and, and they're very real, and we do have to face those, and I think that's what, like Jerry was saying, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of work for these kind of relationships to work, far more than I've had to put in any uh, standard relationship, because the challenges to making it really work, there's a lot more a lot more communication that's required, maybe even some additional vulnerability, a lot more acceptance from your partner. I was going to say one of the things I think that you need to have as a person who is open or interested in poly would be the viewpoint of a person who is able to look at something from both sides of the of the coin, so to speak, that there's always more than one story or always one more than one version to a story so that people can... You can't go in and and have a quick temper that, you know, blows up at the littlest thing. I mean, sometimes you have to step back and say, why did that happen? And then you have to be willing to talk about it. Um, but I, I don't think that it isn't for everyone to get into. By any means, it is a lot of work. We're at every age of their life, too. I mean, I, I, I still think of ter- myself in terms of growing through time, and I'm happy to be my age. <laughs> because I think it does make the difference. And uh, I think it may be more difficult to be balanced in the ways you need to be when you're younger and your temper is a little bit quicker. What's the uh, one resource that I'd like to answer from each one of you? What's the one resource you would recommend to someone who's, who is approaching this kind of relationship for the first time? I, I think it's the, uh, it really helps having the groups because... There's so many times I, I, I belong to one, uh, one of what's is expansive loving or something is the name of it. I forget if, if I'm allowed to say those names on these things. <laughs> I don't know if that was supposed to come out or not. Feel free. Um, I, I really enjoy reading. Uh, uh, not even contributing that much. I don't contribute that much. I just listen to the you know other people's problems and recognize. Yeah, I saw that coming. You know. <laughs> You know, uh, and recognize that, that that those kinds of things can happen to me too, and you know, uh, issues that uh, you know how how they resolve issues of communications and stuff like that. That just people are, are throwing out there and sharing with other other people that are also living the lifestyle. Great. And for clarity's sake, Jerry, you feel free. Any resource you find useful, we'll be happy to plug them. And I think the one you're talking about is called Expansive Loving. It's a Yahoo group. Yes. I believe uh, you'd find it by just doing groups. Yahoo.com slash expansive loving. Yeah, and there's several that I belong to. There's, um, see, I kind of pick and choose. I don't know that there's any one, and the same would be said for, and I'm not trying to be difficult here, but the same would be said for any of the books or articles that I've read, would be that not everything is going to give you all the answers, and you just kind of have to pick and choose and listen and talk and ask questions. I know that wasn't just one. I'm sorry, Dan. I can't do it. <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. I can't great. do it. I can't do it. So I'm going I'm in to be even relationship. more difficult. I can't say just one. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm going to be even more difficult because while I'm going to say that um, I think community support groups have been my biggest help in just talking to other people that are living it, honestly, living it is the best resource because I can get nine different answers if I ask ten different people. And living it is very different and actually experiencing it than talking to people. So I think the resources are 
important from the standpoint that they give me a sense of community and support and that I'm not alone. But because everyone's situation looks so different, <laughs> it, it, you just have to get in and, and do, do it. <laughs> so my best source of resources is, is me and the relationships I'm in. Uh, the book I had in mind, opening up by Tristan, by Tristan yeah. Teraminu, um, just a just a great resource for somebody getting started, and had some a lot of good stories in there, a lot of good um, just definitions. Really covers a lot of stuff. How about you, Maya? I can't say I can offer any resources. I'm still too new to the, all of this, and I'm just sort of following my heart. Following your heart's a wonderful resource. Good guide. There's also um, the book Loving Without Limits, and um, even Ethical Slut by Dr. I was going to say Ethical Slut. Yep. Yeah, that was a good one. That was my first one. Yep. Mine, too. <laughs> Birthday guest. Sounds like a winner. I'm going to have to look that one up. <laughs> That's a tantalizing title, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good it's book. probably, what, 15 years old? Guys, I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight, talking a little bit about your real-life experience with polyamory. It's been a pleasure to hear from you guys, and I know we just kind of did this on the fly, so just wanted to tell you I appreciated you guys joining and helping us work this out. It's You're been a pleasure welcome. to be here. You're welcome. welcome.